Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Okay, we're good. We're good to go? Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, I appreciate you uh, going through all the questions. And taking some detailed, detailed notes. Yeah, no worries, no worries. And like, I think I went like really detailed because a lot of these I was like drawn from personal experience. So I put like certain things that I may or may not actually be comfortable talking about when <laughs> once you ask the question. But I put it there in case uh, in case I do want to go over it. All right. So uh, you let me know. Okay. So yeah, the first question I had was like. I don't know, racism seems like such a big issue. Like, yeah. how do I, as one person, like, do anything about it? Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's a good question to, like, kind of start off. Um, I like the approach that a lot of people have been taking on social media. And just kind of taking the time to, like, actually, like, educate yourself, you know? understand your privilege as you know as like i know that that seems like it's something that's been repeated over and over and over but like i definitely think that that's one thing that's key in all of this so i mean i feel like a lot of people have been sharing like different resources whether it be just articles you can read up on books videos on on systematic racism and oppression and stuff like that just just kind of getting an understanding yeah Um, of stuff. I think, I think that that's key. And then once you have like an understanding and you can kind of, uh, like see what's going on, then it's a lot easier for you to take more action in your own life. Right. But it's kind of hard for someone to go and take action and, and not be racist or not, not do like certain things that aren't like morally or, or, or like socially correct. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I think that the, the first, first step I take is trying to understand. All right. Well, you recommended the uh, book about Trayvon Martin. What happened to him? The rest of yeah. the hour. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I feel like I've t- I feel like I've told you about that that book actually before. Yeah, you but have. 
that was that was the first that was actually the first book that I read that was like um um a men a memoir on like someone that's like kind of dealt with uh racial racial injustice and you know police brutality especially um so yeah anyways I read that that was probably when was that like when I like my second year of college so a couple like three four years ago now um but for me that was like um eye-opening in the sense that like really made me realize that there was more to racism than than just like you know saying like hurtful things to someone because I think that that's what that's what a lot of people um do think is like if you're racist you're just someone that like calls people the n-word all the time or or you're just saying like crazy stuff or you, you you treat someone a certain way when you see them in person and i think that it's a it's 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 a, it's a lot bigger than that and that book really does a good uh, paints a good picture picture of that um it goes in depth about like what kind of a person trayvon was and uh like where he grew up the area and like it, it, it just kind of like paints a picture where it's easy for you to put like see through his perspective and then kind of draw a parallel. Like what if this same situation happened to someone who wasn't uh, of colored skin? Um, and then I think another like sad part in that book that like really hit me was a, like when all of that stuff, the situation happened where, where he was shot by shot by Zimmerman um, he, uh, it was all like, he was on the phone with, with, with one of his friends, actually, um, a, a girl who was like his age, who he was talking to or whatever. Um, and she heard a lot, like, like the tussle and like him saying, like, oh, I'm being followed by this person. And she was on the other line, like just kind of freaking out or whatever the case was. But, um, in the book, they, they shared like the experience in court and, what it was like for her when she had to share her side of the story and what she heard and stuff. And she, she, she couldn't. And, and she came off as like this, like totally abrupt, unprofessional, scary person, because that's unfortunately like just the, the, the way that she was like kind of brought up, you know, she couldn't get her messages across clearly. She couldn't contain herself and be like super, um, casual about describing what happened and and that that kind of balls down to like this this is a lot bigger than that like just direct things that happen on a daily basis this is from like years and generations of people not getting the same education not being around you do you know do you see where i'm kind of going with that yeah so so that was i think the first book that like really painted that that picture for me and i was like oh okay like, this is a lot bigger than, than I had initially thought. And I mean, look, like I'm a color, I'm a person of color and I can, I can admit that I was late to really realize that kind of stuff. So yeah, just, just try to get an understanding. Yeah. Uh, I've done a couple of times. I can't remember when I first did it, but there's this implicit bias test you can take that like Harvard does for race and, and different things. Uh, have you heard of it? No, I haven't. That sounds cool though. Cause bias is definitely, that's, I think that's what a lot of it is, is bias and, and stereotypes that you have growing up. But yeah, sorry. Keep, you can keep going on about that. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Like 
I was going to say it was eye-opening to me because I think what it's trying to show is that, well, you might, people might not think they're racist. And to your point, like most people are not the type of people who, I hope, I hope that most people are not the type of people who would um, like say racist things, like say the N word to someone, but there might be like some of those people, although they might not say it, they might have like, implicit biases or unconscious biases that they're not even maybe fully aware of, but that still matter and still have an impact. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that's very true. And I think that kind of ties to the whole um, situation with the lady in court trying to like talk about the Trayvon thing. It's like the people, like the judge and the people that were um, a part of that whole process, you know, they hear like what to them is slang and like, language that they might not be used to hearing. They're like, what is this? Like, what is this person talking about? They, what they're saying might must or might not be significant or so. Yeah. Bias is definitely a big thing. I'd like to, I'd like to even take that. And I think that that's probably a resource that should be shared with a lot of people because to your point, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. Implicit bias test. Implicit yeah. bias, bias test. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it was it was eye opening to me because like essentially it said that I have an implicit racist bias right, which you never want to hear. But um, essentially, what what the what it does is it shows you pictures of African American people and European Americans, so black and white people, and then it also has like words that are associated with good or bad like happy or sad or angry or peaceful. And you have to press keys on your keyboard really quickly. And pretty much based on like how, how slow your reactions are. I'm not, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but essentially if you have more, like if you're slower to associate like, like uh, good with, with black people than you are with white people, those words, then it'll tell you like how, how bad your implicit biases and stuff yeah and i think that i mean i know you pretty well i know that you're definitely not like a racist person but i mean i think that a lot more people than the general population would think would have that like implicit bias like you said you you had and it's just something that kind of goes unnoticed or doesn't you just don't you just don't realize that it's a thing because it seems so so normal to you to reality um, so yeah, that's interesting. I'd, I'd even like to take that. Yeah. And I think that, that actually kind of ties to one of the notes that I was, um, that I had, I had listed. Um, and this was like years ago, like so long ago, I was like downtown with my friend and we ran into this guy and he was, I can't remember how it even he started talking about it. But anyways, we ended up getting to a conversation about um, being black and he had mentioned like all of the like negative connotations and stigmas that there are associated with just the color black um, outside of like your race, just the color black. And he was saying, it, and, he, and I remember him like vividly saying like, oh, like think about just initially and to that implicit bias, like initially when you hear the word black you like think like the closest things you might think of is like dirty or like you know not pristine old 
rotten, whatever, whatever it may be. They're not like they're not usually like good, good things, you know. So that I think that that definitely does tie into that implicit bias. Hmm. Okay, I want to ask you about what you wrote about the the first question. Um, you said take note of little things that you would usually maybe let slip by. Do you mind expanding what you mean by that? Yeah, I think that, and I'll, and it's different for everyone. I think it's definitely different for everyone, but I think that there's always situations where people see things that are like not, not right, morally right. Um, so like one that I was like able to think of off the top of my head was growing up playing hockey, like majority of the people that I play hockey with are white people. Um, and like from time to time, like, and I'm, going to be completely honest here there would be times where they would say things that are like extremely inappropriate um and because you're young and like i was majority of the time the only person on the team i'm not just gonna go and fight this person or do like act wild what is you know deemed out of place because then it makes me look a certain way and when you're young too and i i able to like kind of look in hindsight and realize all the stuff you kind of just want to be like accepted and like cool with everyone. So you let these things just happen. So like names, there was lots of stuff. So like one I'll say, because like, it's, 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 it's crazy now that I'm like thinking about it, but it's one in the moment I was like, Oh, like so funny. Like, you know, and I would just let it be. So there was this one guy and he'd always go, Oh, Vin nigger. That was, that Vin. was like, like Vin, like vinegar, like, like the, uh, like Vin, like he would say like really quick and it was like, oh, like, huh? Jesus. Yeah. So like, obviously I'm not going to like feed into it and start doing it myself, but like just innate, like letting someone do those kinds of things and get away with it makes them feel like, oh, it's fine. It's cool. I can do this. And I think that that behavior slowly but surely escalates and turns into this stuff that like years down the road could be like way worse you know yeah. Yeah. so that's and that's like that's one thing that i'm definitely not proud of that i've 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 made a mistake of in my past but it's it's a sad reality and it's it's i think it happens all what, what are you saying the mistake you made was that you didn't speak up yeah, not, not, not speaking up. And I understand that I was young and there's a lot more variables that tie into it and I can't um, expect myself to, but it's, uh, I think that being aware that that stuff isn't right and when you have that initial feeling that like, you know, this isn't right, just action it immediately and just yeah. say, like, stop it dead in its tracks. Right. What about what you said about trickle effect for change? What does that mean? Uh effect for change. Oh, that was that was for me more like in my personal life, like things that I'm gonna be trying to do. Um, you know, it might not necessarily be things that um, affect, like impact, or directly affect like, hundreds of millions of people. But I think if you're able to like impact this one person, or like that example that I gave you, and like stopping someone in their tracks from saying something that's inappropriate and blatantly racist. You know, that could, it sets that person's head straight. And then you never know, years down the road, they might have an, like a touch, like the same interaction with another person and it 
keeps going and going and going and going. So I think I wrote like Tupac there because that's one thing that he mentioned in an interview that he had is um, he, he used to say like he might not be um, the person that necessarily like changes the world, but he would like his music to be heard and motivate someone that might have that power to actually go and change that world. So just do your part, I think is, is really where I was going with that one. What, what was the workplace example? Are you able to speak to that or no? Uh, it's okay if not. Have you ever heard of that word before? I don't think so. I've never heard of that word before. Never so in my is life. It? Someone, someone said that to me. Someone said that to me. And I saw it. In what context? Was, in, in, in a chat or what? In a Hangouts chat. And do you remember the context? Are you able to yeah, say yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what the context was. It was trying to close off on a certain project, we'll say. And there was something that was required on their side. And then they said, oh, I, I, re- I really hate these, these things. And I saw it and I was like, I was like, what? What in the world is this? I have never seen this, this word before in my life. And I was like, okay, the fact that this was said to me of all people is like too coincidental. And then. Did I, you look it up? Have you, did it say anything what that word is? It's old English. Huh? It's old English. But it's a race. It's a racist thing. I don't. I don't know. Me. To pester someone or to be annoyed or uncomfortable in a persistent way. But it's like, I have never heard of that word in my fucking life. <laughs> And of all the people you choose to say that word to, you choose to say it to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I just, I just, I just let it slide. And this is, and again, like this is another example of me just like being so used to this shit and and giving people benefit of the doubt and thinking, oh, you know, they're a good person. Maybe they actually use that word all the time. Maybe it's real. Maybe I don't know. What yeah, about. but it's it's your to your point. It's a little weird given like I've never heard of that word before. Yeah, Either, no, hundred percent. I agree completely. I didn't share it with anyone from work. I just showed it to, I just showed it to, um, to my friends and they were like, chill. What in the heck is this? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that with all of this stuff that's going on, not just in the States around the world, this is a, this is a worldwide thing. Um, it's given me the time to like sit back, reflect and be like, you know what? Like I, I can do a much better job myself in like directly impacting people that I see slip up. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that one's beyond me. What do you, what's, so what's your first take? What's your first take on that? You see that uh, word uh, and that what word? do you think? And you're, and you're me, pretend you're me. Yeah, or, I'd be, I'd be, I, I, be highly suspicious of what just happened. I, I, I'd probably think it's it's racist because I've never I've never seen that word before. Um, 
it sounds like the word might not actually have any racist origin, right? But the fact that it's it's never used and then to use it like in a conversation with someone who's black or regardless, like it doesn't seem necessary. I don't understand. I don't understand. So I like, I kind of feel like there's a, there's a, it's very possible that it was a racist thing to say, but maybe it's possible that this person just didn't think at all, but I don't know. A hundred percent. And I think another problem too, and and this is why I think people are really starting to get um, fed up these days is because this is at least how I feel actioning these items and like actually doing something about it is I personally feel like a lot easier said than done, you know, because if I, let's just say I did follow up. Like, what do you mean by, I've never heard that word before or something. If you, is that what you're saying? If you, exactly. What what if I did call her up? She's like, she, she, she she does one of two things. Either she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Or she's like, what are you talking about? Right. Either way. It's, it's an uncomfortable position for me. And I feel like, and I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't feel like this. And it's wrong that I feel like this. And I'm realizing this is wrong that I feel like this is I feel like, Oh, you know what, what if I, what if this ends up being something that's like career limiting for me or something that escalates and just puts like a bad kind of connotation over my head. And I turn out to be that person. That's always, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, I shouldn't feel like I shouldn't have to feel like that. You shouldn't have to feel like you, like, if I do action on things like this, or I do call someone out for something like that, I might be put yeah. in a certain box or, or, or viewed a certain way by certain As people. being confrontational or something? Exactly, exactly. And it's like, as much as people like to pre- like pretend that's not a real thing, it's a real thing. You know, that stuff can impact uh, your professional career, especially. So, Yeah. Uh, okay. Next, your uh, your tweet around uh, VR. What's what's gonna end first, racism or VR? So, I, I asked you about that. Where, where where did that thought come from? You were just trying to even, think about where, like, I, I actually don't even know. I just think of the randomest stuff sometimes. <laughs> I actually I actually have no. I think maybe it had to do with the fact that I was watching um, upload, and yeah. I was just in like a very like future forward yeah. train of thought past couple weeks what was the thing you said about filters for messages yeah um so just to close off on that for people that may or may not be watching i think that and i think i I think that you said you agree but i think that we'll get to a point in our life where vr will be fully immersive before racism is like completely abolished and it's not which is like sad to think about yeah um the filter thing that i i mentioned as well and this this uh i thought of yesterday when we were talking about like cancel culture and um how people i feel like limit the things that they say because they're um scared that they like just they can get canceled basically Summary. So I was, I started thinking like, okay, like we have filters and stuff for Instagram for photos, right? Yeah. Imagine if we get to a point where we have filters for like captions or like 
messages that we send or like oh my just God. voice notes or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, so one thing that I think of off the top of my head is, do you ever use Grammarly? Yeah. Okay. When you use Grammarly, it like, if I write like a, uh, I email to like a like I'm, I'm applying for a job and I'm writing like a CV and like not that I'm doing this not that I'm looking for jobs externally <laughs> but, but let's just say I do this <laughs> let's just say I do this uh, it shows an emoji at the bottom corner and it's like nerdy glasses and then it says like this this message sounds like professional yeah so I mean we're already at the point where you could recognize like the context of certain messages what if we get to the point where there's just filters that'll automate that for you and slow down like say so say you have a very opinionated view but you want to share it to a certain crowd and you don't want to be offensive you put like a certain filter on it anyway super random thought but are you thinking about this in the context of like uh like dystopian black mirror type thing yeah, that, and I think it could it could very well be, like become a reality. And so I'm just trying to understand more so like how you think this could be like a really bad thing. Like, what's can you give an example or? Uh, I think well, no, I think it actually might be a good thing because I think that I mean, let's just say like, and who knows? Let's just say to my point, you have like a super opinionated view, and you want to share it but you don't want to come off as offensive or risk being canceled. You can put like a certain filter or have something go over it that make like shares that same opinion, but it not be as offensive. Right. Right. That's so yeah, that, that idea just kind of came off of the whole like. Um, hmm. Yeah. I can see the good and the bad. The bad is that you could be able to kind of like manip- manipulate people and like, use words in a very, very like, I don't know, in some way that this algorithm knows it's just going to, it's going to influence people more or something. Yeah. See, exactly. You could, you know, you can make something a lot more persuasive than you can uh, put out yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I actually like come to think of it. I feel like there might be a lot more bad and negative things that could come from that. So, yeah. Okay, you you wrote a ton of notes, so I want to I want to ask you: Is there any part you want to talk about yes. a lot? Um, if not, I'll I'll keep going through. Yeah, no, you can keep. Wait, let's see. Yeah. You're on the affirmative action one right now. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, let's skip that one for now. Okay. Um, Reddit's co-founder. Stepping down. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to see. I had no idea that that was a thing until you showed that. I was that's wild. That's good though. I think that's that's the that's the proactive change that's needed. You know, I I was actually I looked it up on or I saw an article on Facebook right after you. I I saw that um, <clears throat> the note in the Google Doc. And then I was like, I was like, okay, let's see what the people think about this. So I took a few comments and the comments were saying like, uh, oh, this is, this is crazy. I thought you were supposed to hire the most, the best fit candidate for this position. 
And then I saw like people saying, oh, virtue signaling at its finest, LOL. Like just like I, a lot of them, I was kind of like, oh, come on. Man. I think that this guy's genuinely trying to make a change for good. And people are very, like way too quick to just shoot it down. And I think that it's, it's necessary. And like, you know what? Maybe there are better fit candidates that aren't of color, but I think if you truly want to like make change, you have to accept the fact that there's going to be, um, you might not have the best fit candidate, but you're going to have someone that's going to drive a lot more diversity and the right change that's needed. Yeah. So you're, you're okay with like kind of virtuous, virtual virtue signaling because uh, like you're doing a good thing right and does it like does it matter the his intent behind it if he's trying to look like a, a sick guy <laughs> or if he like how much does it matter his intention even if he is doing it to be just be seen as a sick guy like it's a sick like he's doing a good thing yeah i agree i agree like, okay, good good job. This guy's trying to, like, stroke his ego and, like, flex the fact that he's he can do these kinds of things. Okay, cool. He, at the end of the day, it's a great thing that he's doing. And there's not a lot of other people that are in CEO positions similar to his that would be willing to do that, that same kind of thing. So, Yeah, I agree. It, in my books, it's it's respectable. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh so I'm trying to think like how this, this could relate to me. And I guess it has to do with the affirmative action piece a little bit, like around in the future, if I'm ever in a position where I'm hiring people, like thinking through. And you, you made the comment about like whoever's the most qualified or some people might say that, right? Um, which is like the argument against affirmative action. Yeah. But at least... Uh, you, you know, well, you know me and my views on like free will and stuff. So on that stuff, like I have a belief that like your environment and, and stuff like that has a big influence on, on how you end up. So like, I'm thinking for me, like if, if there's two, so if, if there's two candidates, a white and a black person and if they, if they well if they're if if they if their interview and everything was was the same in terms of like how they're standing out in terms of their qualifications, I definitely think I'm hiring the black person for a couple reasons. One is just it, it's I mean this is this is I would say like on average they're more likely to have had a more difficult road to where they are today. So the fact that they're performing as well means they're probably more qualified. And then the other thing is like knowing that I have an implicit bias around people that are different than, than me in generally in general, like I've seen some studies that show like people are most likely to hire and like, and feel comfortable with people that look like them, sound like them, like stuff like that. So like, um, I guess, um, if, 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 if the, if the, if there's two candidates and, and the black one doesn't, and the person who's black doesn't do as well on the interview and stuff, it's like, then there's a difficult thing, I guess, of like how much, how much of a benefit do you, do you give a person if they've had 
um, more difficulty in life or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I do like the, the idea of affirmative action because I do think to me, like equality is, you know, if you have like a thousand people working at a company, you should have like fair representation of different ethnicities, like genders, everything like that's, I feel like that's kind of key to, to being like fair. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And I think <clears throat> in that sense, especially for um, hiring practices for uh, big corporations and whatever, whatever you may have, whatever field it is, um, I think that it makes sense to, you know, even if the person might not necessarily be as qualified, if you want to like actually drive change uh, internally, so the one thing that I was like kind of thinking about and stuck to me based on what, based on what you were saying was like that people relating to people that look like them, sound like them, have the same hobbies, interests, whatever the case is. The only way that you're going to begin to get more comfortable with that like ambiguity and having someone that's like completely different from you is if you put yourself in that situation and you ex- like just deal with it, right? So I think in that sense, it's it's 100% necessary. We're never going to get to that point where we have fully diverse workplaces if we're not willing to kind of take that step back from the like best fit candidate. And I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking smart colored people in this world. You could find someone that is a best fit. You just gotta look. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I think that that'll be like something that I'm going to try to like pay more attention to, like in terms of like, like it could be in terms of employment or like, for instance, like, like you said, like this week trying to educate a bit, you know, like there's been like a lot of people sharing good content. Like one thing I came across is like us in jails. Well, so something like 40% of people in, in us jails are black, but only like 13% of the U S population is black. So they're like way overrepresented, which, you know, that's a systemic issue. There's no other way to put it that way. There's no other way to like frame it. Yeah, no, that's very true. And that's something that I'm very, I like to see that, that that's, that's circulating on like social media um, because that's something that a lot of people will see and, and, don't realize is, is a thing and that's in the states like um one thing that my friend was sharing with me was it's a similar story for indigenous people in in canada and it might not be the exact same split in canada but i'm sure it's a similar dynamic for for black people as well. so, yeah yeah it's it's yeah that's that's something that's very scary scary to think about I'd like to, I'd actually like to read up on, I feel like there's, there's like Netflix documentaries about that. I'd have to, I'm going to have to look into it though, for sure. What were, uh, in terms of like, I asked you like some of the things you've experienced with racism in your life, you shared some of them. And then you were saying like some snarky comments around like sounding white or hair comments or stuff like that. Yeah, the, so the the hockey was definitely one that that one that happened quite a bit. <clears throat> uh, there was a few instances, and like 
when I saw that, I was like, I was actually trying to like think back uh, to certain examples. And then I felt like, okay, maybe I'm like not able to think all of them, think of all of them. So I actually called my mom and I was like, oh, like is there anything you can think of off the top of my head that's happened to me that's been like kind of like racist or messed up? And she was able to list out a couple. So I think some of them I like low key like repressed or just like kind of yeah. was like, okay, this is weird. Let's not think about that again. Um, one of them, this one I remembered off the top of my head was growing up. I had this, these, these friends and I went to their house and then this kid on their street kept saying the N word, kept saying the N word, kept saying the N word. And then these two kids, like the kids that I was hanging out with, were like, oh, come, let's go get them. And these, like these, these two kids, like literally were like, yo, Ryan, like, let's go, let's go, let's go get them. So there was like, we bickered, but we were probably in like grade, like, I think this was like grade three or four or something crazy like that. Anyways, I I ended up finding out like through like it escalated, and I ended up finding out that apparently these these individuals actually told the kid to keep saying that. What? Yeah. Wow. So that just shows how like that that's a really bad example of how like kind of dark people can can be but like at that age that's not something like you're not listening to rap music and hearing the m-word and knowing like the right context to say that's because you hear that stuff in your house and people that are close to you saying that and referring to certain people as that and then what kind of repercussions it should have like that's so that's that's bigger than them that's like you know the people that are looking out for him, for them, their guardians, their parents, their whoever they're with, that's that's on them. That's something that they drop the ball on that big time. So that's like a really dark one that I was able to think of. Another one that my mom brought up to me was when I was when I was like really young. Like I have no recollection of this one at all because I was so little. But I went to a park, and apparently this this little kid kept kept repeating. He's like, uh, fucking. Fucking, fucking, fucking. And then I didn't know what the hell he was saying. So I go to my mom and I'm like, mom, like he keeps saying like muckle schmooger, muckle schmooger, muckle schmooger, muckle schmooger. And I was like, what? Like what gibberish are you talking about? So she goes up to go talk to who she thought was the parent, but it was like actually like a nanny. And the nanny was, was also uh, like a minority. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this isn't my child. I'm just the nanny. He says this stuff. And it's like, yo, this kid is like, I must have been like three or four or something. I'm a toddler. And this kid's the same age as me. And he's saying this stuff. Imagine the kind of stuff that his parents are saying. At that point, it's just your parents that are saying that for sure. So that's that's another one. Yikes. Yeah. And then... uh, snarky comments i think that that happens all the time and that's like something that i myself can like i have a direct impact especially now to be like no this doesn't sit right with me and shouldn't be a thing so yeah those are those are some examples of 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 things that i've i've dealt with but that's that's uh yeah There's, there's a lot there's a lot more to racism and the racial injustice that's going on right now than, than those like everyday name calling and 
comments and stuff like that. So I was I was trying to think about like myself and uh like if there's anything I do like still today that's like maybe maybe not intentionally but is racist. Um one one thing that came to mind was you you asked for feedback. Remember remember I sent you that that website to get like feedback on work and then and then you you gave it to me. And I remember one of the one of the things I said to you was like uh around one of like your casual things you say is like true say sometimes, right? And I realized I said to you like, oh, you know, maybe maybe it's too casual. But like I was thinking about it more. I'm like, is that is that really justified? Like you're not doing anything wrong in saying that. And is that just me not so that's that's a very interesting one. That's a that's an interesting one because I think that and this is like me. Okay, this so there's two things I want to touch on. First off is like I, I've noticed this myself is that there's certain scenarios where, you know, I'll try to, you know, speak a certain way or be more articulate or whatever the case may be. And I, I don't think that that's something that I should try to do all the time. I think I should own who I am and the way I talk and just it is what it is. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. And there's some weird reason as to why you don't like it. <laughs> um, but I think that with that example that you gave, even though it is something that's like a little more casual, I, I, I definitely say it too much. So. Yeah. But at the same time, like I, I know I say things a lot, like I say fair or something like that. That's something I say a lot. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about it more and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I think that was just me trying to maybe like, like subconsciously like say like, like to help fit in. I don't, I don't even know. No, you're right. A hundred percent because not everyone, when, if I say true, say someone might look at me and be like, what the, what the hell is this guy saying? Yeah. Like, what does true say mean? Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you understand it because you've heard me say it so much. Anyone that I talk to from, from back home or people that close to be like, like they indifferent to it, but in a more professional environment with people that aren't surrounded with the same people that I'm surrounded with, they're thinking like, what is this guy talking about? But yeah, it's a, it's a weird balancing act like with, with that kind of stuff. And I think that that's, that's not something that we can, we can, we can hope will change like next year, this year, overnight, that's, that's going to take years and years and years to change. But uh, I think this goes back to what I was saying is like, I've got to do my best to be proactive and stay true to myself. And if I speak a certain way, then that's what it is. Medias yeah. I don't, medias. I don't, I don't see any issue with it. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a very good one. And see the way that you were able to like, think like actually like see things in a different perspective and think through like certain instances where, you know, like I, maybe I did drop the ball here and why, like maybe this is a little bit wrong. That's the kind of perspective that I think people need to, to have to like, just kind of take a moment to like actually reflect back as much as it may hurt you and maybe uncomfortable or whatever. Because think of, think of instances where you've, you've dropped the ball and be okay. Can I do better here? Yes. How am I going to do better? And it's action moving forward. Yeah. Uh, 
I want to ask you about the the protests. Uh, so you said you haven't attended. Seems very anti-police sometimes, which doesn't settle well with you. Um, uh, yeah. So let me let me speak to that one real quick. Yeah. Um, so my and this is a bias that I have. My my grandfather was like an RCMP officer, and he is legend legend like such a good guy um so i see like a lot of it seems like police brutality is like a huge issue you know there's a lot of people that are in high places that are doing like terribly but i also think that like racial injustice and all of these issues that we're seeing is so much like it's, it's more than police so um that's not like the exact reason as to why I haven't went to these protests, but that's one thing that I see and I'm kind of like, man, I wish it wasn't as focused on this and, and was more on other things and, and just kind of the bigger picture. So that's, that's one thing. Also, like I've, I see the videos that they post on Twitter and social, like Facebook and stuff that's happening to people, even in Montreal, Ottawa, like it's kind of scary hours. Like I'm not trying to, yeah, it's it's what's yeah. what's happening. Well, I mean, you see the videos of people just like actually like peacefully protesting, and then there might be some person that doesn't have the same agenda and might escalate things. And then you have police officers that are in certain positions that will like hurt you, right? And it's yeah. it's 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 scary. I think that also like with and not using this as an excuse, but like coronavirus and like everyone bunching up like really close and stuff right now. And how things like, it was just like two weeks ago that we were like stressing about wearing masks and everything. Everything's still closed down. Yeah. Not that that's an excuse, but this is just, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't attended any, any protests, but I'm doing my best to stay as active and and share my views. Yeah. I like the idea of, of body cams though, because I like what you said with great power comes great responsibility. And I also think that power like does or can corrupt when you have power. Uh, like you might not even be aware of it, but uh, you could end up using it in ways like that you didn't realize before you had the power. It's true. Um, yeah. Do you know how high the the divorce rate is for people, for police officers? It's up there. It's higher than average. It's higher than average. I think it's even above fifty percent. And you're saying it could be because it gives I, a sense of power, or I I would think so. I would think so. I would think that that would probably be one at least one variable. Yeah, you know, it could be. If you. Yeah if you have that same energy within your household and you feel like you could, you know, need that same authoritative position in your household. Like if you, if you're, if you're, if that care, and I'm not saying that's exactly what happens, but let's just say that does happen at home with the people that you care about the most and are the closest to you. Imagine how emphasized that is with people that you don't know, or you have like these implicit biases about, this, that's that's scary to think about. So, yeah, I think that that, that, that quote kind of summarized it perfectly. With, with great power comes great responsibility. I think that you for sure need to have a body cam. 
and like you see people like um, like let's just say there's a video online and you see it all the time someone's recording the situation why do you have that camera well, like, you see I've seen videos myself try to swap the camera out of the hand turn that shit off it's like if you're telling someone to turn off that camera clearly you're you know that you're not doing something right or you're yeah. not going by the book 110 percent otherwise and you shouldn't have any issue with it you shouldn't if you know you're doing your job then who who cares if you're recorded so that's yeah that's my approach but and i'm surprised i thought that was a ignorant me i thought that was a thing in in in, in some places but i guess it's i guess it's not so yeah that's that's necessary that needs to be done basically. yeah Okay. Yeah. On that, have you have you looked into the um, like the defunding the police and like what kind of stuff that would like impact and whatnot? Or are you familiar with that at all? Uh, I was I was watching a video on it last night, and people were advocating for kind of obviously not entirely defunding so that there's no money in, in police enforcement, but they were saying like maybe taking some money away and repurposing, repurposing it in other areas. Um, like in, in communities that like that are primarily black where, where maybe they could use more like social support or something like that. Yeah. I think that that's definitely one one of the right steps is to focus on communities that need it the most or need, need to have these certain relationships built or. Yeah. And then there was a flip argument around, I think some of you were saying like, or maybe it was in this uh, Chris Rock uh, Netflix special I was watching last night, but I think he was saying, he was saying something like police officers don't, well, yeah, I think he's making a joke, but he's saying, he's like, police officer don't, like they don't get paid enough and that's why we get what we pay for. <laughs> I mean, Hey, you know what? Maybe that's, there's a good point. That's a very good devil's advocate like argument to have. And I think that that's also like uh, maybe an issue is like, maybe we're just hiring people that have went to school for four years to get like a criminal or psych degree. And that's not enough. Maybe we should be holding these people that have so much power to the same standards that like, you know, like a doctor or a surgeon, like you have to go to like school for years and years and be the top percentile of certain people that have this position and then pay them a crazy amount of money because it's, you're in a, you're in a powerful position. You can end someone's life just as quick as a doctor can end someone's life. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. He's got a, have we talked about it? One of one of the best kind of jokes he hasn't. Have you watched this special or no? No, I haven't. I haven't. You like Chris Rock? Yeah, I like Chris Rock. He's funny. His voice kills me. All right, I won't. I won't butcher it. I'll. I'll let you. I'll let you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it actually. Okay, you you added a thing around uh, how do people end up with such polar opposite views, and then you said Hodge twin small states. Do you want to talk about that one or not? Yeah, I just. I'm so like, okay, so there's these guys that I used to watch on YouTube all the time. You know I'm on YouTube all the time. So these guys are big bodybuilders. They're these huge light-skinned guys. They're in their like 40s, maybe mid-40s, but they look like they're in their 20s. I always think, I always thought they're in their 20s. Anyways, 
I would always watch your videos and give good advice, uh, gym, gym stuff, being a man, all, all this stuff. So it was probably like last year, I started seeing that they were like posting like more like Trump posts and stuff like that. And then I was like, I was kind of confused. I was like, wait, what? I was like, this isn't the same page I, I used to like look at all the time. But now they are like full out, all lives matter. Black lives is a leftist lie. It's bullshit. This is why. And they are like snapping. And I, I saw it and I, I was just like, how, how does this happen? And that, that's just basically the, the question I came up with. What's, sure what's your theory? Because that just sounds ridiculous to me. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think that it's become their truth, their reality. They can't accept that life shouldn't be uh, the way it is right now. Um, that, that, this is strictly me just like kind of hypothesizing here. I don't yeah. even know. Um, they're from really like Southern states. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I feel like the more South you go, the more, uh, like kind of all lives matter views you have. So, I mean, maybe that, that like, that's just kind of what's been ingrained in them and they've gotten to the point where they just own it and can't fathom there being um, another way of life. I'm not, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. The, the, the all lives matter thing. Like I personally don't get, it seems ridiculous to me because obviously like all lives matter, the black using black lives matter does not in any way suggest that all lives don't matter. It's just, it's speaking to a group of people that like have hard, had it a lot harder than people who are white generally. Like, obviously right. there are exceptions, but yeah, generally speaking. So. And that, and that, and that's the like, and if you like understand that, I don't see how you could not agree with that. Like no matter how South your morals are. So yeah. it's like, I don't, maybe these guys are just the type that are like so um, closed minded and indifferent to hearing other people's opinion, which I would have never thought that they just don't like read up on, on like what it's truly about. And they're completely ignorant to it. I hope that's not the case. Cause if so, you've got to do like, you've got to proactively like not look at stuff to not get that view. Um, another thing that I, that I like thought is like kind of interesting um, is that they're twins and they're always with each other. So maybe if you always have someone that's like kind of, keep pushing the same agenda and bouncing these like crazy ideas. It just gets like worse and worse and worse. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You think maybe like they're doing this for like clickbait views and stuff like that. There's, I hope not. I there, hope not. there's a one guy, like a fitness guy who I, who I follow and I've been a pretty big fan of. And he posted a video yesterday that said, do black lives really matter? Three Stop. question marks. No, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, and, and I couldn't even watch the video. I, I, I jumped straight to the comments. Um, and it sounds like 
It sounds like he's not actually like the biggest racist asshole in the world, but he's just doing it for clickbait. But regardless, it's it, I, I, I had to unsubscribe from him immediately, and I posted on it like like such a disappointing title. Like, what were you thinking? Like, I just don't understand. Like, so that and and you saying that just prompted me to like really think about the Hodge twins and thinking about the people that may have been watching their videos in the past. Maybe these guys are like, actually to your point, they know like exactly who buys into their shit, what their views are. And they're just like 110% dialed into that. And they don't care how crazy their views may sound. They know that they're going to make money off of it. And if that's the case, that's so crazy. This 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 title, this video made left me like in such I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I is couldn't this, believe is, it. So here's a question for was that was that um someone that you like actually watched? Not maybe not religiously, but you like I've watched a lot of his videos, yeah, and I've been a fan of him. It's crazy seeing that stuff, right? When when you when you can see someone's like like be compelled to someone's like content and like find it like helpful or whatever the case is. And then you see like one view and you're like, holy shit, this is not the person I thought that. Jesus. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. How are you for time? Good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. I'm just going to run to the washroom. Okay. No worries. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. All good. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking more about, about this guy and that, that, title and i'm just i can't believe it and uh like i was thinking a little bit about like whether to even watch the video to see what kind of thing this guy's even trying to say but watch it watch it watch it watch it watch it definitely watch it i'm i'm honest he doesn't deserve it like this title is it's obscene like i can't even believe like can't imagine what the hell was going through his mind and sorry sorry i'm gonna cut uh, you off here uh i watched them I, I always watch them just to, just to see what their perspective is and then try to get an understanding like as to like why they would even think this is right. And then if I, if I watch it and at the end of it, I'm truly like, wow, this is terrible. Then it's like, peace. Like, this has got to go. I can't be having this in my life. Just leave it. All right. I'll watch. I'll watch it. I, I, always, I always try my best not to close myself off completely i at least want to like hear what's going on on the other side just 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 to see just to see maybe i don't have all the information maybe they do and like sometimes i see things and i'm like okay like this is fair but at the end of the day like it's clearly like there's so much downside to this this is not the yeah um okay what, what else we got here Sorry, one one question I'm gonna ask you: the the protests and stuff like that. Do you? It seems like there's not nearly as much stuff going on in Toronto as there are other cities, and maybe that's just because I'm like I'm not from Toronto, so I don't have as many people on my like social media that are from here and attending and stuff like that. But I I haven't seen too much of it. It's not been on the news. I mean, I've I've been trying to. I don't know. I feel like. Social media, like I've been, you know, I've always like, 
it's been a constant battle for me and a lot of people. So I, I don't know. I've been trying to, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but like, I've been trying to think about, like, I don't want to turn away from difficult stuff, but at the same point, I, I'm trying to think through like how to, uh, okay. One, one, one thing I'll say is I was listening to, uh, it was, it was one of the leaders at our work. There was a, there was a session on like coping with change or something. Um, and (laughs) she said, someone asked about like, how do you, how do you keep your like mental health like good when there's like so much difficult stuff to look at in the news? And she said, she said like, she essentially said like, you got to turn away to something. So she said, she said like the George Floyd video, like I haven't, I haven't watched it because I knew it was going to make me um, super upset. But she, she went on to say like, that doesn't mean like you're turning away from racism and stuff like that. But at the same time, I do, I'm trying to think about like, if you're not exposing yourself to it to some degree, like then you're not fully understanding like what's going on. Um, so I guess I've been on a bit of a tangent there, but uh, I thought of it cause you asked me like, what are your thoughts on like not seeing that much protest in Toronto? And I just feel like I have, I think I've turned away from like, like following these protests, like super, super in depth because it's like disturbing. But at the same point, am I like, ideally I'd be educated on it a bit more maybe. I think, well, I think you could, you can still do a good job of like staying like commercially aware and knowing like what kind of things are happening that are like, really pressing and then doing your best to do your own research and, and understand these issues um, and like not um, opening yourself up to all of the social posts and all of the extra stuff that happens. It, it, it can be fine because it, it can be like a little bit um, overwhelming and like stressful. And like, if you've got other things that are like, going on in your life and everyone does have their own things that are going on it it could take a lot of your your energy it's it's uh it's hard sometimes to balance all these these things so i think it's i think it's fair but it, i mean if you do see that there's issues going on then try not to block it up completely at least yeah so like toronto did have they it had one uh protest within the past few days right uh, I think that they had, I was, so the way I checked was, <clears throat> um, so through Snapchat, Snapmap. I've like never even used Snapchat myself. Um, but like you can, you can, uh, open up like a map on Snapchat and then it shows like heat, like heat waves and like wherever it is, like the heat is like where there's like a lot of people and you can click in and you can view stories. So there was a couple stories yesterday over by like Young and Dundas. Uh, people were, were protesting and stuff like that, which was good to see. But like, I was surprised. I, I was, I would think, because like, I mean, Toronto is so much bigger in terms of population and, and, and density than, than Ottawa. And Ottawa seems like just strictly from the photos and posts and stuff I saw, like it was a lot more people attending. So I don't know if that's to say like what kind of people are living in Toronto, or maybe it just didn't necessarily gain as much traction, or maybe I'm just looking in all the wrong places, but. That was my idea. I think 
thinking about it now now more maybe i'll try to attend uh the next protest if there is one in toronto just to kind of like get a little bit more educated on what's going on and and like be aware i think i think it's i think it's i think it's definitely good to good to show your support too i think another part as to why i like actually didn't committing to going is because not a lot of people that i know in toronto were, were going and like it's i think it's a lot easier to go to these things when you have support and people that are close to you that are willing to go so if you're actually up for going then let me know and we can we can show up um cool trying to see what other thing oh, okay i want to talk about this one because this one was like i saw and it was so like i was actually like this one hurt me the most i think like i was actually like hurt about this one um do you want me to so, share the video uh or is that no, what you meant or no 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 no, no. I, i'm just gonna like i'm gonna talk about it now so the okay. ahmad ahmad arbery like the the guy that was shot by the two people one of them was like a former police officer did you have you heard of that yet uh i i don't know the story i've i've heard the name i've okay. heard yeah well um he was just going through a run in his neighborhood and he was being followed by these two guys who, oh i do know this i do i've seen the video yeah yeah one of them was a former police officer and he sh and they, anyways they shot and they killed this guy um so that, that happened super disturbing that was really really disturbing that video yeah. messed up so that happened and then and then uh i was just on facebook like just doing whatever and then i'm scrolling and then i see a video of of the same guy Ahmad, like years like it's it's like oh this this video has just surfaced online it's an interaction between him and a police officer from like years like years ago and he's just like um sitting on the hood of his car like literally just him sitting on the hood of his car not talking to anyone nobody's near on like a like a park like you can see a park in the back there's a train tracks no one is in sight broad daylight he's on his own cop comes up to him and he starts pressing him asking him all these questions and he unfortunately just kind of reacts in a way that some people might um deem as like erratic or like like so so it like it just it i was offended i was offended and i was hurt because it's like they're sharing this video after this is after this guy has died to to try and paint a picture and make him seem like he's this person that's always in trouble and always like having these interactions with the cops and like this that and forth but like the way that he responded to this certain um instance with the police officer was completely necessary because he wasn't doing anything it's like if someone just comes and starts pressing you on a bunch of things and you're just literally hanging out in the park and you're clearly like he's being um detained or questioned or whatever because of the color of his skin and it's just like that implicit bias of well he must be up to no good let's see what's going on here you hear him in the video, he's saying, man, I work fucking six days a week. This is my one day off. I came to the park to chill. Can you just like leave me alone? Like, what do you want? But it's like the fact that somebody had the audacity to share that after this guy died the way he did, just to like skew people's perception that don't put a lot of thought into things. That's, that's 
messed that was, up. Yeah, that I saw that and I thought that was not right. That didn't sit well with me. And then, okay, so now on uh, a brighter note here, and not even a brighter note, this this made me think about. Imagine when we get to the point and we're kind of there now when you can like skew videos and like put certain people's faces in videos and make paint them out to be this certain person. Like that's that's what that made me think about. But yeah, anyways, that's a whole other Was that on a brighter note? <laughs> that's not really on a brighter note, but that's just something that could that could happen. Uh, what else you write? Video person being arrested and told a supervisor is coming. Yeah. And um, beat up. That was one. I, I see. And this is like, remember how you were just saying you haven't been as active on social media because uh, whether we like it or not, um, seeing all of these posts can be like, it's hard. Like it, it's, you know, it's a lot to take in. It can be overwhelming, uncomfortable, sometimes stressful. Um, yeah, I'm thinking now, like maybe I need to just like chill because it's a lot to take in. Sometimes like, there's a lot of stuff that's floating around, a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm older, so I can only imagine the little kids that are seeing this and they're like, "What the hell?" Is yeah. Right now, so anyways, where I'm going with this, and this one I like threw me off a bit too, is this guy was being detained for for speeding, and then he's. He's clearly like he's just hands are like not behind his back in front of him. He's like this, sorry. And then the officer's like, put your hands behind your back and cuff me. You're speeding. And he's like, what? Like you're arresting me for speeding? Like I should get a ticket. What are you talking about? And he's not doing it. So he's like, he's not because he's not. He can't fathom the fact that he's being arrested for speeding because that makes zero sense. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, call your supervisor. I want your supervisor. And he's at this point, like he's not, he's not giving up. He's not gonna just be arrested because that's him giving doesn't up. Deserve him. To be. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be. And I agree with that completely. Why would you? So the officer sees it as persistent and like maybe he sees him as a threat because maybe this guy could handle him if needed be. So he's like, call your supervisor, call your supervisor. Supervisor comes and you can see the relief on this guy, like the guy who's being detained face. Like you can see the relief. He's like, oh he's like, thank God. He's like, hey, you need to talk to this guy. The supervisor comes, takes him by the neck, smashes his head against the back of the car, and then throws him on the ground. Like, like it, it escalates. Can you imagine that? Like emotional roller coaster you're going through, and your wife is recording the whole thing. You think you're about to be saved by someone who's like can view this without any bias and as a supervisor because he deserves to be, and then he comes and slams you without knowing what the hell's going on. That doesn't make sense. Crazy. So yeah, that's another video that like threw me off. Uh, What's the ga online gaming gamer tags? Are there yeah. racist? Oh, I'm sure there are racist gamer tags. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot. But this is this is a good one. I like that. I like the approach that uh, they took with this. Activision Activision took with this. So um, they postponed the launch of like the newest season. Uh, other call of duty oh yeah we were talking about this yeah so like some people were obviously like super hurt about that and then some people were like oh like, this is great like good like just that awareness and like people that wouldn't necessarily like know that kind of stuff is going on now are forced to know 
that it's a reality and it's happening. They've even got it in game. Like I was playing last night and you turn on your game and like at the loading screen, it shows like a nice like uh, paragraph that they shared on the situation, their view and like end of the Black Lives Matter. Anyways, um, I myself and like, I'm sure hundreds and thousands of other people commented as well saying like, okay, like that's one issue. But one way you could take action is by monitoring the gamer tags that people are able to choose in the game. Because there's 150 people in a lobby at a time. And I would say at any given time, at least 10 of those gamer tags are like offside. And when I say offside, I mean like offside. And not only in relation to like black people, it's like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. All sorts of crazy shit you see. Even people were re responding with like photos of people in lobbies that day who had like went like took it upon themselves to change their gamer tag to like like fuck George Floyd and like it's, it's messed up. People, I guess, people look looking for attention, yeah. which is twisted. I don't understand, but. Yeah. So is there anything you, you think you can do better off the top of your head or direct changes you think people around you can make? Was that a question you had for me? Uh, yeah, but I think we kind of touched on that already. And just, I think, I think just understanding and then knowing what areas you drop the ball on and then just doing your best to, to make those little changes on a day-to-day -day basis. So it might not, you know, impact thousands and thousands of people, but it will at least help a couple of them. Yeah. So I think that that's the best. So just take ownership of the stuff. That you can actually I can't hear you as well. Oh, sorry. Just take ownership of the stuff that you can actually influence. You, know, you don't need to. Obviously, it's great to go above and beyond and try to impact thousands of people, but uh, I think it's necessary to just do what you can. Yeah. Uh. Any anything uh, you wanna you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? Well, I think we we covered quite quite the grounds. I feel like this may or may not be the longest, the longest episode to date. It's up there. It's, I think it is number two. It's number two. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's, it's deserving. Hopefully a lot of people uh, listen in. Yeah. Thanks for, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. No worries. Anytime, man. It's good that it's good that you, uh, you took the time and you had that on your agenda of, of actual uh, topics to cover. So kudos to you. Cool. All right, buddy. All right. Adios. Until next time. Later. <laughs> See ya. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.